everybody and welcome back to another edition of the views from the john podcast i am your host john Ares, and welcome to another show today's date the date that we're at least recording this on is a wednesday june not july like i said last week it's june and it is the 17th of june 2020 what a wild year the roaring 20s they're definitely roaring all right Let's go. I keep forgetting to mention this, although I mentioned it last week. In case you haven't heard, we are videoing this podcast now. You can listen to the audio portion, like you might be doing right now on Spotify, Twitter, Apple, wherever. But if you go to YouTube and type in Reality Drip, not trip with a T, but drip with a D. If you type in Reality Drip on YouTube, you will find my uh, production company and all the videos, including this podcast, you will find. Uh, we started to video this, what, like six, eight weeks ago? So, uh, yeah, I'm liking it. Hopefully, you're liking it, too. It's a lot more work, but considering I have too much time in my hands, I don't mind doing it once a week. So, anyways, let's dive right in. Uh, I have a great story. It's a fantastic story, but it's a really shitty story for me. Hopefully it'll make you laugh. It literally just happened about 45 minutes ago. And had I brought my phone into the bathroom with me, I would have taken a picture of the carnage that I caused in the bathroom. So let me paint you this picture. And this is probably one of the most hilarious things that's happened to me. And I was looking for uh, some funny stuff for today. I want this podcast, especially today, just to be funny, true, self-deprecating stories about pop culture and my life. No corona, none of that talk. It's going to be all puppy dogs, laughs, and rainbows today, people. Okay? All right, so listen. (laughs) So this literally just happened, and it is a classic story. I actually put it in my file of, like, classic stories that I could do a uh, stand-up bit on or whatever. But this literally just happened, okay? Uh, I've been living in this house now for, it'll be 10 years in October. And um, my shower is, uh, it's just a shower stall. I don't have one of those uh, bathtubs where you can take a bath and shower. It's just a stand-up shower stall only. Very small. Uh, Two people can barely fit in there. But uh, I fit, eh, it's all right, right? 
anyways, that's not the story. The story is, and I don't know how to demonstrate this. Uh, um, just try to picture it. You've been in a shower before, I'm sure. Maybe not. I don't know. But you're standing in the shower, okay? And it's a stand-up shower. You're with me so far, right? And what I'm doing is um, I'm trying to wash the bottom of my left foot. Actually, my whole foot, including the bottom of it. And in order to, you know, wash the bottom of your foot, you have to lift it up. So here's what I did. I went down my right leg and I soaped up my leg, my ankle, and uh, my right foot in between the toes underneath the foot, right? Right leg is done. Now I'm standing on my right leg that I just soaped up. So I'm standing on my right leg leaning against the shower and I have my left leg in the air so I can, you know, wash underneath my left foot. And while I'm standing on my right foot and it's soaked up, this has almost happened uh, so many times. And I've even thought this in my head, like, Jesus, like, you know, you're standing on one leg in the shower in your in the leg that you're standing on like my right leg it's all soapy it's slippery i could fucking you know and i've thought about this a million times and it's never happened so i'm standing in the shower 45 minutes ago on my right foot which is like ice because there's soap underneath my right foot and i got my left foot up in the air and i'm bending over with the bar of soap to clean underneath my left foot and i literally fell right out of the fucking shower i slipped okay Shower curtain came down. I fall out of the shower. I'm soaking fucking wet. I'm laying there on the floor and I nearly banged my head on the fucking toilet. And I just, it happened like that. And I'm fucking laying there like, holy shit. I cannot believe that just fucking happened. Um, I'm, I'm bumped and bruised from it. I actually, my elbow is pretty fucking banged up. But yeah, I, I, I don't even know. You guys... I don't know if that could have been filmed somehow and Bob Saget was still doing like America's Funniest Home Videos, I would have won, dude. But literally in the shower, standing up on one leg and my right leg gave out because it was soapy. And then I literally lost my balance, was falling out of the shower, tried to grab onto the shower curtain. But of course, the curtain and the pole that holds it up, everything came down and I went tumbling and nearly hit my head on the fucking toilet. So um, I'm laying there on the bathroom floor, shower's still going, water is now coming all over the bathroom, the fucking shower curtain is all on the ground, the pole's down, I got soap in my eyes. I'm So I literally had to go, I had to get up, get back in the shower, uh, you know, rinse off and everything, tried to put this, it just an absolute mess. What should have been a quick 10, 15 minute shower ended up nearly killing me. And then the bathroom is still a friggin' mess. But I don't know, man, if I had my camera or my phone in the bathroom, I usually take it in there, listen to a podcast or music while I'm showering or whatever. But this time I didn't, I had it on the charger in my room. But had I had the phone in the bathroom with me, when I fell out, I would have taken a picture of me laying there naked, covered in friggin' water and uh, soap laying on top of my floor, on top of the fucking shower curtain with the shower still going. Now all the water is coming into the bed, <laughs> just an absolute mess. So yes, I fell out of the friggin' shower. 
And um, I don't know if I'm telling it funny enough, but if you can just imagine fucking seeing one of your friends literally fall out of the shower stall because they slipped because they're washing their feet. That's what just happened. (laughs) Uh, I'm a little embarrassed, but what are you going to do? All right, next thing. This probably happens to you guys, but maybe not. Maybe your hygiene isn't like mine. But you know what I can't stand? And this happens to me every fucking time I do this. Gagging while you're brushing your teeth. I hate gagging. I hate that fucking feeling. Uh, One of these times, and I even have this written down here, I probably should know the medical term for uh, the phobia of puking or throwing up, but I have that phobia. And I could probably dedicate an entire show to just the craziness that I've gone through in my life to avoid seeing somebody else puke, to avoid hearing somebody puke, even if it's on the TV, I can't watch it, I can't listen to it, I'm 42 years old, Uh, I am still fucking petrified of it. If I'm even in the room with somebody that has a stomach ache and feels like they could puke, I'm fucking out of, I'm telling you, my fear of me puking and other people puking is just, like, it's nuts. And one of these days, I will literally dedicate... Uh, like half the show to telling you just how nuts I am with that fear of throwing up. But anyways, uh, tied into throwing up, right, is gagging. That's usually what starts it, right? So yeah, it, it, it does not matter. Um, I am petrified of puking, therefore I am petrified of gagging. So I've had a problem my whole life going to the dentist. I tell the dentist and the hygienist before I even get in that chair, listen, I gag real fucking easy. So, and gagging for me is like literally uh, going to the hangman's noose. I can't take it. So please don't stick any of your instruments, you know, too far back in my, because I'm just petrified of it. But literally every morning or night when I brush my teeth, whether it's brush number one, two, three, I fucking gag or come really close to it. And I hate that feeling. You guys know that feeling when you're brushing your teeth or doing anything really, and you get real close to gagging. Or if you do start to gag, it's, it's like so weird. Like, um, like when I was just brushing my teeth like an hour ago or whatever uh, in the bathroom, and uh, I felt myself almost start to gag. Or even if you do gag, even if you didn't have a stomach ache or you, like no food in your uh, stomach to puke, nothing. If you make yourself gag for the next like couple minutes, you might gag a couple more times. And if you did have something in your stomach, you might puke. And for somebody who is literally petrified of puking, I don't want to gag. I don't want any part of it. But every time I brush my teeth, I come real close or I either do gag. And then for the next two minutes, I'm literally over that sink like... But like the world's fucking ending, dude. I can't fucking stand gagging. Because you start to gag, and then you're like... <coughs> it, it, oh, I can't even do it, or else I'll, I'll fucking puke on camera. You guys get that? You guys gag when you brush your teeth? I can't take it. I can't do it. You know, uh, if I could somehow get away with, uh, you know, not brushing my teeth, so I could avoid the near gag or the gag, I would, but you know, try not brushing your teeth and 
we'll see how many teeth you have in a couple of years. So that's just not an option, right? So you have to endure, you have to improvise and overcome. And that's what I've been doing my whole life with puking and with gagging. All right, moving on to the next uh, topic. I had an old man moment the other day. And uh, yeah, it's not easy getting old. It's not easy. Um, I used to not really bully, but I would really roast and give old people a hard time when I was younger. When I was 20, I thought 30 was fucking ancient. And I thought 40 was grandma, blah, blah, blah. Then I turned 30 and I thought 40 was ancient. And then I turned 40 and I'm like, holy shit. See, you don't get it. If you're looking at me or you're listening to this podcast and you're 30 or you're 20 or 25 or whatever, and you think that 40 is old, I did too, and I still do, but now that I am 40, or I'm older than 40, I don't feel 40. Honest to God, I'm looking at myself in the monitor here, and uh, to me, I look 42, and it freaks me out. I hate looking at myself, because inside, I still feel young. I still feel like I did when I was 18 or 21. You know, I might not have as much uh, spring in my step. I might not get as many uh, unwanted erections. But seriously, 42 years old, I don't feel any differently than when I was 18 or 21. It's just you look at yourself in the mirror and you start to see, okay, yeah, now I'm starting to look 40. Shit, you know. But uh, yeah, so when you think people are old and you want to call somebody a boomer or whatever, you're going to be that age someday and you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it because I couldn't get it until you hit that age. Then you realize, holy shit, 40 really isn't that old. I don't feel any different. I don't look much different. There's some wrinkles in my face and some lines and shit. I can't help it. But, uh, you know, but anyways, one of these old man moments and like I talked about last week, there's so many different things that happen in your youth uh, that there's no handbook for that you just have to, you know, go through the ringer on before you realize, ah, this is the way you do it. And then it's, it's kind of like the same thing when you're getting older. There's a lot of different things that creep up as you start to get older that nobody prepared you for, right? And one of those things is uh, out of control hair or hairs, right? And this is an old man moment, I think, right? So when you're young or in your 20s and 30s, right, you got hair on your head, hair on your pubes, on your butt, wherever, right? There's hair, right? But it's manageable, right? You know, you don't have any wild, rogue, crazy hairs. But as you get older, like I am, I'm 42, I'm starting to get some hairs that are popping up in places that there probably shouldn't be hair. And I'm starting to get some hairs that are growing uh, several inches too long. And uh, they're not just growing straight either. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's almost like when you're 20 or 30, uh, all of your hair over your body is like uh, a football field or a golf course, like, you know, like the masters, you know, it's just everything is growing symmetrically. Uh, there's no hair growing in like the pond, you know, everything is just meticulous, right? But as you get older, that same golf course or that football field, right? It starts to get, uh, you know, you got dandelions popping up, you know, you got crab grass, you know, you got grass that's growing in places where it really shouldn't be. It's the same thing with your body. So 42 years old, and I'm starting to find hairs literally where there shouldn't be hair growing. And then I'm finding other hairs that are getting like rogue. 
and this is this is the actual story okay so the the other night i feel like something is poking me in my left eyeball i feel like i got something in my eye so i go into the bathroom and i look and i don't have anything in my eye I turned like to the side so I could get like a side view of my face and what I realized is I had a eyelash that was about two inches long, right? A two inch long eyelash. And this eyelash just wasn't growing straight like it used to. The eyelash uh, was shaped like a boomerang. So it grew out of my uh, face and then did a loop and was poking me in the eyeball. <laughs> So I have a two-inch-long friggin' eyelash on my left eye that had grown so long in rogue that it actually, you know, did a U-turn and was poking me in the fucking eyeball. Now, I'm not a lady, okay? I don't know about, you know, eyebrow trimming or, you know, uh, ironing your uh, eyelashes. I know women have these different, like, you know, machines to do that kind of, I don't, no one taught me that kind of stuff. I got no idea. So, you know, so yeah, I had to uh, take a razor, uh, an electric one, you know, one of those Norelco uh, razor, electric, whatever. I had to take that, you know, two inches, not, not like two centimeters away from my eyeball to try to get rid of that rogue hair. And in doing so, I actually shaved off half of my bottom eyelashes. So now I have uh, my, my, my <laughs> the left outer corner of my left eye. Yeah, the outer corner of my left eye is now missing um, half of the eyelashes because I tried to get rid of that one rogue hair that was growing into my eyeball and literally took off half my eyelashes so now when those eyelashes are starting to grow back they're like pointing and i don't know so this is the kind of stuff that you discover and that you have to go through as you get older and uh yeah that was my old man moment for this week rogue hairs that shouldn't be growing and rogue hairs that are just out of control like a friggin weed all right, what else? You guys need to listen to this story, okay? The other day, uh, I usually record these podcasts and release them on a Tuesday. And yesterday was Tuesday, but uh, I, I, don't, I didn't think I had enough content. So I decided to wait till today, and then I fell out of the shower, and I was like, that's the perfect fucking story to start off today with. But uh, something I was thinking about, and I'm starting to, uh, yeah, so I was looking for news stories, right? Everyone's looking to talk about news and pop culture, but, uh, you know, you can't really rely on Fox or CNN, you know? Uh, it's a business. They want you to freak out. So a lot of good news and a lot of funny news and crazy news we don't even hear about. And here's a good crazy news story that I came across yesterday that I wanted to talk about, okay? Um, this was in... Uh, God, I want to say it was, and I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but it doesn't give me a uh, country. It just says Victoria, in Victoria. And I think this happened in Australia. I think there is a Victoria, Australia, but I'm sorry if there isn't. But uh, the Apollo Bay Distillery, Apollo Bay Distillery in Victoria, which I believe is Australia, uh, they, were, they sell gin. They're a gin manufacturer. They're a distillery, okay? 
they just recently had to recall a bunch of bottles of their gin because evidently those bottles of gin didn't have gin in them. They had hand sanitizer in them. How does a company mistakenly stop putting gin into their gin bottles and fill them with sanitizer and then ship them out? And I'm just thinking, how many people went to a liquor store and they're like, ah, oh, here it is. Here's my uh, Apollo Bay gin. I can't wait to get home and make myself a fucking martini. And they get home and they pour the gin into the uh, into the mixer and it might look a little thick or maybe they, they're, you know, and then they go to take a drink of it. And, oh my God, can you imagine? But how does that happen? Is that not crazy? How is that not headline news? A fucking gin manufacturer shipped bottles out to liquor stores filled with not gin, but hand sanitizer. It, <laughs> yeah, they were uh, filled with sanitizer containing glycerol and hydrogen peroxide. Yes, just a little bit of glycerol and hydrogen peroxide, a little bit of vermouth. You got yourself a money, money uh, martini. So, yeah, that's crazy. All right, next random topic. I want a bicycle, but there's a problem. I don't want to wear a helmet. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to wear a helmet. That's my big hang-up of what's keeping me from buying a bicycle. I want a bicycle. Uh, the area in which I live in has some amazing bike trails. They're literally like highways that go all through the woods and through different cities. You can literally go, I don't know how many miles uh, here in Massachusetts, but uh, there's a ton of like legit paved, miles and miles of just gorgeous paved uh, bike paths that go through the woods, through the cities, go over highways, into tunnels, crazy. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, I like to stay in shape. I haven't ridden a bike in like 20 years. And, uh, you know, with the pandemic and looking to get out and do stuff, I'm like, I want a bike. It's been too many years since I rode a bike. But my number one hangup with getting a bike is I don't want to wear a helmet. And you might be like, well, John, then don't. It's not a law that you got to wear a helmet. But you know what I'm trying to avoid? I'm trying to avoid running into a Karen. Okay? I'm trying to avoid Karen. Because this area that I live in, people will get upset and offended on somebody else's behalf. Okay? So I just know what's going to happen. I'm going to buy my bike. I don't want to wear a helmet. I understand the risks. I understand, uh, you know, if I crash, I could uh, get CTE or die. It's a chance I'm willing to take, okay? I was a child of the 80s. Back then, nobody was wearing helmets doing anything. And we all lived, okay? And I think we're better off for it. Uh, but yeah, nowadays, everybody wears a helmet doing anything, right? So I don't wanna be that one dude, right? of like 10,000 people that must ride these bike trails around here a day. That one dude that isn't wearing a helmet. And then I'm going to have one of those Karens, you know, with her friggin' cell phone out being like, oh, look at this guy. This guy's the problem with America. Everybody's wearing a helmet but this guy, you know? I don't want to deal with that. I know all too well in this area that I live in that if I go in public, okay, and I don't wear a helmet, 
I'm going to get yelled at. Like you see people yelling at people in public for not wearing masks. People are going to care that much about my safety that they're going to yell at me for not wearing a helmet. And that's why I don't want to get a bicycle because of the friggin' helmet thing, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's no different. Um, when I was growing up in the eighties, man, everybody rode their bikes everywhere. We didn't have helmets. We didn't have elbow pads and we didn't have knee pads. But if we wore a helmet, knee pads and elbow pads in the eighties, your friends, our friends would have literally lit you up. You would have been called a pussy. You would have been called uh, gay. You would have been called a, uh, a fag. And I'm sorry, I know those words are very politically incorrect, but growing up in the 80s, fag, gay, pussy, that kind of stuff was just a second language to us. And it never meant what you people think it means, right? So forgive me, okay? Uh, but yeah, we, you would have been completely roasted. But I'll be the first to admit that I had a lot of wipeouts riding bikes when I was a kid. A lot of tears, a lot of scraped knees, a lot of blood, a lot of scraped up elbows, a lot of road rash. If I had a helmet and knee pads and um, elbow pads when I was a kid, that would have saved me a lot of tears, a lot of road rash. But at the same time, um, it also would have equally gotten me a lot of bullying and a lot of shit. Like, oh, look at this guy. Mommy makes him wear elbow knee pads, you silly fuck. Oh. You know, but of course, if you crashed, you would have, you know, been like, eh, I'm fine. You know, so it's like, you know, it's, it's safer to wear a helmet, knee pads, and elbow pads for your own personal safety but if you're looking to not get lit up by your friends and harassed for it then it's not too popular but anyways i'm 42 years old i really don't care if people want to make fun of me or not make fun of me because i'm wearing a helmet or not wearing a helmet i just know this area all too well um i don't know if anyone has stats on this kind of stuff but you guys know what a karen is and um I'm willing to bet you that in this, that in like a 20 mile square radius of where I'm living right now, there's probably the most Karens in this area of anywhere else in the country. So, you know, if you can imagine, if you've seen the videos of Karens yelling at people in public for doing the most trivial things. And I just know if I get a bike and I don't wear a helmet, I'm going to have a Karen or two or five yelling at me. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to just, you know, keep my mouth shut. I'm probably going to end up getting into a verbal confrontation because I don't like being told what to do or how to do it, especially by a Karen. So that's my dilemma. I want to buy a bike, but I don't want to wear the helmet. I used to rollerblade and then somebody said somewhere it was gay and then rollerblading just stopped. <laughs> So I don't know where the fuck that went to. All right, what do we got here? We are 26 minutes in, and uh, I am flying through uh, my uh, my show here. I I you know what? I kind of wrote down here on the piece of paper in front of me the stuff that I wanted to yap about, and I literally thought that would be enough to take up 45 minutes to an hour, but I've blown through it so much that I have to turn to my backup notes. All right. First and ever only bone that I broke 
was my left wrist. I was, I'm still the only one in my immediate family to ever break a bone. And it was my left wrist. And I broke it in the oddest of ways. You know, was I fighting a bear? Was I jumping off a building? No, I was hit by a bicycle. Can you imagine, of all the ways to break your wrist, I was hit by a guy riding a bike and ended up breaking a wrist over it. Who does that, you know? It's like, I gotta think of a much cooler story than getting ran over by a bicycle for the only broken bone I ever had. But yeah, true story. I was literally um, chasing somebody across the street. I was a, you know, this is back in the, uh, I don't know, late 80s, super early 90s. I might have been 10, 12. Uh, grew up in a great neighborhood where there was like 20 of us kids, all the same age, and we would all play on the street. It was kind of like a, not a dead-end street, wasn't a cul-de-sac either, but not a lot of traffic. So we played basketball and roller hockey and football, everything in the freaking street. So somebody had a basketball, I think it was my friend Pat, and I was chasing after him because I wanted the basketball. And Pat ran across the street with the basketball. I ran across the street after Pat chasing him. I didn't look left or right. And two of my other friends were racing their 10 speeds down the bike. And Pat literally got across the street just in time. But as I was coming, my friend Mark literally tanked me. So I was literally hit, not by a car, but I was hit by a bicycle. I ran out in the middle of the street and I was hit by a bicycle. And of course, Mark did 15 flips off it, landed on his feet because he's a freaking cat. But me, I'm laying there in pain, broke my wrist. And... Um, I still have memories of sitting on the couch after coming home from the doctor's office or the hospital. I must have went to the ER and my wrist was in a cast and um, oh my God, the pain of a broken bone, man. Um, I mean, I was like 10 or 12 and uh, I think they had put me on Tylenol with codeine. It wasn't even a pill. It was like, a, like an elixir. It was like a almost looked like Pepto-Bismol. I think it was like an orange uh, tablespoon, but it was, uh, it was Tylenol with codeine. And um, I remember the pain was still really bad. If you've ever had a broken anything, uh, broken bone pain um, was terrible. So even though uh, I think the codeine helped, it's just that broken, broken bone pain is a pain that I really can't describe unless you've actually had a broken bone. Uh, it's like this really deep, like hollow pain that uh, painkillers just don't seem to touch. But uh, yeah, how embarrassing. Only broken bone I ever had wasn't because I did something heroic. It was because I was hit by a friggin' bicycle. Um, all right. You know what? I got a couple more things here, one of which is a pretty funny self-deprecating story about a, an embarrassing problem I've had since I've been a kid. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to save that one for next week. I just wanted to, let's end on a quick observation. I want to know if anyone else has noticed this. One of them is really noticeable. The other one's just becoming noticeable. But you remember, for anybody who was alive or maybe not alive, the 80s and 90s for MTV was a great time. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, you know, all of the 80s, but even like the mid 90s, I'm thinking back to like 94. Thinking back to 94, I was 
a junior in high school going into my senior year. And during that summer, you know, it was like MTV's The State, which was an awesome comedy sketch show. Beavis and Butthead. And it was just all music all day long. And, uh, you know, just thinking back to that summer, it was like uh, Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun, you know, like the video where the, like where the little girl's got the ice cream cone all over her face and stuff. Um, it was like that year. It was like MTV was just all music in really cool, funny, a couple cool, funny shows, but it was mostly just all music. Headbangers Ball was still around. Um, the music was perfect. Uh, music videos were at their peak. Like MTV was just perfect. And you fast forward to now, and MTV isn't even about music anymore. I, I, I never watch MTV, ever. I don't even know what they show, but it ain't music. They don't do music. They don't do videos. They don't do concerts. It's all like uh, the road rule, road rules, friggin' 51, you know, bringing guys back that were, you know, you know, 60 years old now. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do, but they used to show music. MTV, it's what it stands for. It's music television show. They showed music videos, and it was fantastic. And then it just slowly but surely, they said, ah, this is working too well. Let's, let's just get rid of it. And now MTV is like, I don't even know what they are anymore, but they're not music television. And you know who's doing the same kind of thing, but not with music? It's with sports. ESPN. Remember ESPN back in their heyday? It was just all sports. All sports all the time. Internet, You know, they used to do the fun, uh, like the fun videos with all the athletes where they'd go, neener, 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 neener. You know, remember that? ESPN was just all sports all the time. But when's the last time you looked at uh, ESPN? ESPN has literally turned into um, like a, like a mostly political show. I know it's, we're still in the middle of a pandemic Pro sports aren't happening right now, so maybe they're looking a little bit deeper than they should. But literally, uh, just like kind of MTV started out being like all music all the time, just crushing it. And then slowly but surely, they just ruined it. And it's like, I feel like that's what's happening with ESPN now. It used to be all sports, the worldwide leader in sports. It was the place to go for sports. It wasn't political. Uh it wasn't a Jerry Springer show. It was just sports and good sports talk. And now it's like every segment or every show in, in its sports center. It's like sports center has turned into like uh, uh, like the late show with um, uh, Trevor Noah or something like that. It's like turned into a political talk show. It's like, you know, uh, ESPN is no longer uh, you know, sports. It's like politics. And it's like, no, nobody wants that. Has anybody ever heard, uh, you know, the whole saying or thinking that, uh, you know, there's certain topics that you shouldn't discuss with family or friends or partners because people can get emotional talking about this kind of stuff. And then, you know, it can cause fights. And what are those topics? Religion, politics, that kind of stuff, it never ends well, right? Unless you're two people on the left that want to talk about how much you agree or two people on the right. But literally, they tell you, 
if you want to, you know, have a successful friendship or relationship with anybody in your family, whatever, stay away from those kinds of topics, right? But, um, so yeah, people would tune into MTV for music. You can't do that anymore. And people used to turn into ESPN because they wanted sports news. They wanted to watch sports. They wanted to talk about sports. But literally, ESPN has turned into politics. And I don't know about you, but I've had it with politics. I've had it with the news. When I turn on MTV, I'd like there to be music. But nope. When I turn on ESPN, I'd like to escape politics and have some sports. But you don't. You got Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith screaming at each other about black and white and whose life matters and what's going on. You know, I get that politics are starting to creep into sports and blah, blah, blah. But it's just, have you noticed it? ESPN used to be 100% sports, the best in the business. Now it's gone off the rails. They're getting away from sports. And it's disheartening. And I've stopped watching. So, yeah, ESPN, if you want to know why your numbers have gone down, it's because of me. Cancel ESPN. <laughs> All right. I have talked about as much shit as I can possibly talk for today. Um, I would do some reads, but I don't have any advertising. Um, oh, something I should have mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast and didn't because I always forget. And by now, you've probably turned it off. But if you're watching this on YouTube, it would be a tremendous, tremendous help for me if you could hit the like button, even if you don't like me. If you could hit the like button, you've done your good deed for the day. And if you can hit the subscribe button, you've done like your good deed for the week. And even better, if you enjoy this podcast and it entertains you in any kind of way, I'm, I know I'm still new to my stand-up career and to podcasting, but I like to think that I'm going to get better as the years go by. So if you see something special in me, if you laughed, if you like anything about the show, if you could show your friends, share it with people, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm my own biggest critic, but I'm my own biggest fan too. You know, I, I watch Joe Rogan's podcast every day. I watch, I listen to Bill Burr's podcast twice a week. I watch the Burt, uh, Kreischer and, uh, Bill Burr podcast that they put out once a week. I watch a lot of podcasts and uh, a lot of the same things that interest me about those guys' podcasts, I see on this one. You know, do I have as nice of a studio or a nice of a backdrop as they do or the guests or the producers? No. But um, I'd like to think that I have a little bit of an it factor. I'm a good speaker. I think I'm fairly funny. I, I bring a lot to the table. I think I'm well-spoken. I don't know. People that do check out the show seem to like it. So please, if you like it, this is my artwork. This is my life. This is what I love to do. If you enjoy it, please like, please subscribe, and please show your friends. That's the only way anyone's ever going to know about me. And um, yeah, uh, I, that's all I can ask of you is just to tune in, like, subscribe, and share. And literally, I will be forever indebted to you. This is my life. This is my love. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into recording this and editing it and uploading it. It's literally an entire day process, but I love doing it. And it's something I really love doing, even though it is a pain in the ass. And if I can just get a couple people out there that say, hey, man, great job. 
I really enjoyed today's show. It was funny or it made me think uh, in a different light to that fixed the problem. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's like no better feeling than me creating something that didn't exist before, something I love doing, and that it also helps people or makes somebody laugh. That's like a win, win, win for me. So thank you so much for anybody out there who's still listening or watching this show and the people who have supported me. I cannot thank you enough. This has been another edition of the Views from the John podcast. I hope you had as good of a time as I did, and uh, I hope you're well, and we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. I think I'll rearrange I bust my cap says if